0: Hello and welcome to the very first episode of Quirky Pop. I'm your host, Katrina Parker. Uh, Quirky Pop is a podcast that celebrates the fictitious and real quirky beings in TV, movie, and other areas. I've always adored people and characters that were unusual or didn't always fit in. Um, And then also my educational background is in human development, so social science will play a recurring role in our episodes. Mm. So um, I'm going to introduce you to our guests for today. Um, My friend Carla, she is from the Bloomington Normal Area, just like me. That's Mm -hmm. how we met. Uh, She has a BFA in design and technology for theater from Illinois Wesleyan University and a MFA in scenic design from the University of Illinois. She spent uh, a number of years living in New York painting scenery for film, TV, and Broadway. So um, for fans of The Preacher's Wife, I, I saw the picture. The boiler scene, that's her work. So now whenever I watch The Preacher's Wife, which is like every Christmas, I, I'm going to think of her. I'm going to be like, oh, I love this thing!" I'm like, oh, Carla did that work. Cool. She has all these cool stories. But um, how, how are you doing today, Carla? Oh,
1: great. Thank you so much. And thanks for remembering about The Preacher's Wife. That was a really fun project to do.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I I seriously I I love them. I mean, the music is great.
1: Mm-hmm. Um
0: I, I found out that it was a remake of the Bishop's West. I've never seen that one. But um great performances all around. And mm-hmm. like, I mean, it's just like so cool. Like, I mean, your, your your child's gonna be able to like, if he, you know, decides to have kids, could say, oh your grandma did that <laughs>
1: you know like right she's in that like and i watch the preacher's wife every year too and listen to the soundtrack i put the soundtrack in the car when it's christmas season and i sing all the songs
0: yeah yeah like i'm, I'm not gonna do it here but i i i, I <laughs> pretend like i'm whitney trying to hit all. Those oh notes. yeah absolutely <laughs> that's why i do it in the car <laughs> <laughs> i i put on full concerts in the car too mm-hmm. so um let's get to our Subject for today. Today we're going to be talking about Ariel The Little Mermaid from Disney's The Little Mermaid. Um, so we're gonna just kind of go into the background of this, just in case L2L, chance someone's listening is like, you know, sounds interesting. I've never actually watched the movie, or it's been so long, I don't remember the movie. Um, but we're gonna start with just like the book. Like, have you ever read the book? The original I
1: you mean like the The Hans Christian Andersen book?
0: Yeah. Um,
1: If I have, I have forgotten. I do know that the Hans Christian Andersen story
0: is really dark. It is, it is. And yeah, Hans Christian Andersen, like um, years ago on a Little Mermaid DVD, they kind of like did a little bit of background on him. And I know they said something like he always wanted to be a part of high society. And then I looked him up today he had a lot of um, cases of, or not cases, but just he dealt with a lot of unrequited love. Oh, and that's, interesting. Yeah, so like he, like a lot of his stories kind of deal with that, like not belonging, wanting to be a part. And um, for those of you who are listening, if you've never read the book, so i never read the book, but I kind of just looked it up. And um, so the storyline is kind of similar, but like- when the little mermaid she's a, actually able to go up to the surface and mm-hmm. she falls in love with the prince and stuff and she asks her grandmother about the human world and she's like you know little mermaid like mermaids live for 300 years but um when they die they t- turn into sea foam but when um humans they have a shorter lifespan but they die but then they have immortal souls, souls and they get to go to heaven. And I was just like, <laughs> it just kind of made me feel <laughs> weird. It's just like, but really? Like, like, it's like they're like on a lower plane. Like, even though like she's, you know, this magical creature and she has thoughts and stuff. When she dies, she just turns into sea foam. Right. <laughs> it's kind of made me feel weird. But I, I mean, Disney they always try to put out the happy endings. Um, but this one, it wasn't too bad. It's like, she didn't get with the prince in the book. He ended up marrying someone else and, um, another princess. And then her sisters were like, you know, if you, they, I think they sold their hair to the sea witch and they gave her a dagger and they were like, Hey, if you, um, stab him in the heart, let the blood run on your feet, you're going to turn him back into a mermaid again. And she was going to do it, but then she couldn't bring herself to do it. So then she okay. ends up killing herself. And I think first she's like turning to sea foam, but I think like her selfless act turned her into this, um, what do they call it? Like an like an earthly, like, um, like being, like some type of like spirit. Okay. And so she
1: got an alternative existence.
0: Right, right. And I, I think it was like, if she does good acts for a number of years, then she gets to go to heaven too. And I was just like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> i mean i guess like i we're spoiled because we're so used to kids' stories being about happy endings everything right yeah yeah, but yeah he was trying to go somewhere else and he was like kind of pouring from his own experiences so it's like it is what it is
1: <laughs> right and and inserting the christian ethics from the time and the mm-hmm. and that uh you know society yeah
0: yeah definitely definitely um. So let's go to uh, Jodi Benson. I have her listed mm-hmm. on there. So she is the voice of the Little Mermaid. Um. I mean, when the movie came out, I was maybe like eight, nine years old, around that age, and it was the first time I had a face to put with the voice behind something Mm -hmm. and um I remember she was doing like an interview on Nickelodeon and she was just talking about how she got started in it and she like sung the song and I was just like (gasps) like just so like like into it like this is so cool um and I think that happened maybe a lot like right around the time the movie came out they were like doing press for it yeah um quick uh sidetrack thing um I was an adult when I realized that the guy who plays Sebastian, his name is um, Samuel Wright. Mm-hmm. He's not Caribbean. Did you know that? I did not know that. So here's the thing. Because at like first <laughs> I was, yeah, exactly. <laughs> is, like, he, is he black? Yeah, he's a black man. He is. But he's not. He's not Caribbean at all. Okay. And at first I was like, oh my gosh, this, you're like you Sister Mary fake. Like, how could you? But then, <laughs> and then I had to backtrack. He's acting. And... He's acting. But here's the thing. <laughs> here's, here's why I thought he was Caribbean. Okay. Um, on the Disney Channel, he had like, apparently it was a video, a straight to video project that he did where he was like singing all of these like Caribbean songs. So he was like singing at Sebastian and they would show live clips in between t- TV shows on the Disney Channel. Mm-hmm. And all I saw was There's the man, he's acting, he's singing as Sebastian. So, but um, um, actually just yesterday, I looked it up to see if I could find a video. And it's, if you watch the whole video, it starts out with him talking to Sebastian using his real voice. But see, I never saw that as a kid Mm -hmm. at all. So it's just like all these years, I'm like, okay, he's from the Caribbean. But honestly, like I should have known, like um, uh, I think it's Shaggy. Uh, the artist, like he yeah. did this thing where he was talking about like Jamaican accents and how the Jamaican accents we hear in film is different than what it actually is because we wouldn't be able to understand it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It, they I think they call it
1: a uh, patois. Okay. the It's because it's a mix of Uh, languages actually right it's not not just like straight up English with an Mm -hmm. accent it's it's actually a mix
0: yeah kind of reminds me of like the Gullah Geechee um, people like I think like they're like off in South Carolina okay like have you ever heard of them no I haven't I haven't heard that name yeah so um, they're the Gullah Geechee people they are credited for coming I think the song the kumbaya song okay that comes from them Um, And they were, like, slaves, and, like, I I don't know the whole thing, but, like, the whole history behind it, but I first learned about them when uh, Nickelodeon had this show called Gola Gola Island. Oh, all right. And um, it was, like... It was like in the 90s. So I was like a bit of an older kid at this point. My little sister was watching Nickelodeon, but it was just such a cool show. And they would use all these different words and phrases. It's like, okay, they're black, but there's something else going on here. Mm-hmm. And uh, years later, I learned, okay, this is the goal of people. And I think um, Shades of America, what is it called? I can't think of the name of the show. Um, w. Kamal Bell, that show that he does, United Shades of America. Okay. Get an episode. So like, you should check that out where they just talk yeah. about the people. They people. Yeah, have, like, that sounds really, that sounds really, history. really interesting. Yeah. <laughs> we totally got all track. Yeah. I'll, I'll get That's back fine. to it. That was fun. <laughs> like little talking point. But um, yeah, but uh, Jody Benson, like I, I love her. Like I follow her on social media now mm-hmm. and she's just such a nice person. Like it, like that voice. It's just like it it's like coming from a real place. Like, it's like, right. like, I would, I feel like I, there's some celebrity says like, I love their work, but I would be so afraid to meet them because I feel like they would be awful, might be awful. <laughs> but like, I feel like if I met her, I, it would be just like awesome. And I, I know you actually got to see her perform in Broadway, right?
1: I did. Um, it, it was, a, I think it was, um, it was either summer of 92 or 93. And she was, uh, she was playing the lead role in Crazy for You on Broadway, and uh, mm-hmm. a, a friend of mine was in the show, so that's why I went to see it. And I didn't even know that Jodie Benson was in it. And I get my program, and I sit down. and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, it's Jodie Benson!" And <laughs> it was it was so cool to see her on stage. And have you ever seen any of the um, the clips where they they show uh, the animators um, like, like they would have Jodie Benson sort of act things out and mm-hmm. then they would animate Ariel's face based on Jodie Benson's yeah. facial expression. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, um, you know, that just, I think that's it help. It, it helps understand you know your your point of view of her as such a as such a nice person and
0: mm-hmm. you know
1: engaged and and you know quirky and fun.
0: Yeah, yeah. And um, so that's going to bring us to um, Howard Ashman. So, mm-hmm. um, did you ever get to watch that Disney Plus documentary on him? Oh uh, no, I did not. Oh, you have to see that. <laughs> it's so good. Just like just, I mean, I had knew a little bit of information about him. I knew that you know just from, like, in the, the very end of Beauty and the Beast, like, they have, like, this uh, little um, tribute to him that says, mm-hmm. like, to our friend Howard, who gave a mermaid her voice and a beast his soul, we will be forever grateful. Yeah. And, um, just from different things that I read, they were, like, you know, he was very instrumental so in turning around the whole Disney movie franchise. I think before The Little right. Mermaid, like, their movies weren't really that great. Yeah, there was there was a slump in the 80s and they weren't
1: turning out very Mm -hmm. many animated films at all. And the ones that they did turn out um, weren't big blockbuster hits.
0: Yeah, Yeah. but uh, there's one scene in the Howard Ashton documentary where they talk about how he fought for the song part of your world because like they were like oh. oh it's slow we don't need that song and he's yeah. like no he's like no you need this no song. it's the best exactly. song it's the best song yeah and like I, I won't I won't spoil it for you but it's just he like fought, fights for it and because of that like you kind of see songs like that in other Disney films like you know Elsa mm. let it go it's like that's partly because of Howard because right he got that and kids like I think people underestimate kids and their feelings and what type of feelings that they have. Yeah. Like those songs, those resonate with kids. Like mm-hmm. they get that. So um if for you guys listening, Howard as he has a, there's a documentary about his life on there. And if you are a fan of little mermaid or just fan of, of like um theater, you should definitely check it out. Like he was just like this extraordinary person, like his lyrics, like you mm-hmm. just like like just read the lyrics and you're just like wow, how did he come up with that?
1: <laughs> yeah, you know he also uh did the lyrics for Little Shop of Horrors.
0: Yes, they talk about that there yeah. too. And I love Little Shop of Horrors. Um it's funny, it's like I'm so TV, honestly. I, I learned so much from TV. I was a kid, and I was Same. watching Head of the Class. Do you remember that mm-hmm. show from the 80s? I do. I, I
1: did not watch it, but I remember. Okay. I, I know of it.
0: Yeah. So, like, I, it was, like, a group of smart kids, and mm-hmm. um, they took, like, these advanced classes and stuff, and they put on a musical. I think they had, like, they did this twice, because they also did, like, Hair another season. But the... Yeah. Like they did Little Shop of Horrors and I was just like watching them play it on. I'm just like, wow. That was like I think that might have been my first introduction to theater, actually. Mm-hmm. Just seeing that. And I mean, years later, seeing that, oh, this is an actual movie with Rick Moranis. And I'm like, wow. Like Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, I saw the movie before I saw the stage production.
0: Yeah. Of Little Shop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't even like that movie. That plant, Audrey. Too. <laughs> I can't even see a Venus flytrap, and my daughter's like, "It's not going to eat you, mom." I'm just like I want it in my house. I just That's hilarious. No, <laughs> not <want> at <it> all. <laughs> I, um. So, with the movie's impact? Um, we we talked about how you know it raised the standard of Disney films. Yeah. Um. I mean, just with the Little Mermaid itself, they came out with a sequel years later mm-hmm. have you seen a sequel
1: nope I I I have I ha, I'm afraid of sequels <laughs> especially especially when the original is so good mm-hmm. and I'm so invested in it and I mm-hmm. love it so much I have been burned by sequels too many times and I'm just
0: like I get what you mean nope. like I, I felt like I had to see it just so I could see because I I remember as a kid thinking like, well, what happens next? Does Carol ever see her father again? Like, mm-hmm. you know, like I had like all these questions as a kid, like what was life like for her? And even yeah. as an adult now, it's like, even with the sequel, I'm like, I'm still wondering, like, there's like all this bit of information. And I'm like, how does she cope with all these changes? And um, so mm-hmm. they did like a sequel. And then a couple of years after the sequel, they did a prequel, which um, I'll, I'll kind of, Talk about a little bit okay. later. Um, and uh, did you know that they are trying to do a new movie, a new, a new like, little, a new Little Mermaid movie? Yeah, are they
1: going to do a live action like they've been doing the other ones?
0: So I think so. And I um because like they they're gonna have this actress. Her name is Haley Bailey. Like she's on that show, um, not Blackish. Grownish, okay Mm -hmm. yeah she's like her and her sister and like they are artists as well and like when they made the announcement like a lot of people were just like freaking out but it was like it wasn't like oh kind of like what you said like you know don't mess with the original but people were just like getting like downright racist with it like oh that's mermaids can't be black (sighs) look at her hair this and that and it was just like but jody benson she like stuck up for them she was just like I, I think she, like, had a picture of her Ariel hugging, mm-hmm. like, a version, like, I, I don't know if that will actually be what she looks like, but, like, another, like, a Black memory that could look like her, and, like, she was just, like, you know, welcome to this world, like, I, I love yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so I'm pretty excited about that, so we'll see, you know, how that turns out, like, I don't know, I think you're kind of right, like, nothing will ever, like, kind of top the original, but I don't know. Sometimes I think sequels aren't so bad. It, it just depends yeah. on how they do it.
1: Right. Well, I mean, I just so I had to just google it so that I so that I knew who you were talking about. And this is like it this is like a total reimagining
0: mm-hmm. because
1: uh David Diggs is cast in it. Yeah. And <laughs> and and Aquafina and Melissa McCarthy.
0: Yeah.
1: So and and it's still the same music because it says songs by Alan Menken and Howard Ashman mm-hmm. and Lynn Manuel Miranda. So he's <sighs> gonna throw something of his in there. So that sounds pretty amazing.
0: And I will definitely See? watch that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I I I wouldn't be surprised if like he was like just as obsessed with The Little Mermaid as I was growing up. I mean, he named his son <laughs> Sebastian. <laughs> right. <laughs> cool. So we'll go to our next topic, Um, just kind of like all about Ariel. So the first question I have is, you know, Mm -hmm. what makes Ariel quirky? Like, what do you think makes her quirky? Um, Well, I
1: liked that, um, that she's so uh, curious and interested in, in things outside of her own, of her own little, you know, Mm -hmm. world under the Mm -hmm. sea, you know, that she's, exploring shipwrecks and that she's finding objects and that she's fascinated by them and that she's willing to go on these long swims with her with her friend uh, and uh, yeah and, and you know and her sisters like stay close to home and right keep and keep their appointments
0: <laughs> right <laughs> Yeah because like I, that's crazy like, you think about the, the very beginning it's like she's supposed to be this featured singer and this performance she's just like yeah and she's I off playing like miles away yeah even though <laughs> yeah. she loves to sing but yeah. she was just like i'm going to check out this ship <laughs> <laughs> let's see what's in there um so that's what's person to have and it, it like what do you love about her
1: um well again her definitely definitely her sense of adventure mm-hmm. and and fun and Um, And, you know, kindness, like she's, she gets along with the dog when -hmm. she's, um, when she's on land, even though she can't talk. And Mm -hmm. she's, uh, you know, curious and delighted by, by every new thing, like all the new feelings and sensations and the sights and the sounds. And um, I love to travel. So I think I, I know that I identify with those feelings yeah. of being in a new place and seeing something new and exciting tasting something new or you know like she's given a fish to eat and she's not going to eat the fish and <laughs> she's like you know so
0: yeah
1: also also when you're you know presented with some weird food figuring out a way to like politely not eat not it. eat it <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. um Yeah, like when you mentioned about like how she got along with Max the dog, and then I got mm-hmm. I immediately thought about like what was Max's reaction to when the sea witch was like Vanessa and mm-hmm. towards the end, and he was like growling at her and like people, yeah, the dog knew they the dogs know they the know. dogs know the dogs yeah. know <laughs>
1: definitely
0: definitely yeah. and um in addition to what you said, I think I just. I um I love just like how she how brave she was right yeah like I feel like I was like an over obedient child <laughs> so like I would always like look at those characters like well first it was like kind of like feel like oh my gosh what are you doing but then it was like huh it worked out for you okay mm-hmm. <laughs> so um my next question is, you know, do you see any of yourself in Ariel? Like, I know you kind of mentioned about like the travel thing, but was it like anything else? Oh my gosh, yes. There's there's quite a bit more
1: here. Uh, pretty some pretty deep stuff. Um, so, wh- I saw The Little Mermaid when I was 21, mm-hmm. and I saw the movie with my with my first girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And um, at the time, we weren't really, we weren't really out to a lot of people. Like we weren't out as a couple to my parents, for mm-hmm. example, or to her parents. Mm-hmm. And the, you realize this is 1989, right? And and I'm in college. I was a, June? No, I was a senior. I was a senior in college. You know, here in Bloomington. And so yeah. I saw it. Here. I saw it here in Bloomington because I went to Westland. Um, but it just. It just hit me hard with so many emotions about, you know, Ariel wanting to be with someone completely outside of her family. Mm -hmm. The family didn't want her to be with that person. I mean, you know, set set aside like uh, humans versus mermaids. But, you know, just leaving your home and giving up your home to be with somebody you love. Um, you, you, we live in a different time now. And uh, fortunately, so many people are so much more accepting. And by the way, this we're, we're recording this on National Coming Out Day on October yeah. 11th. So yeah, this yeah. is really <laughs> super cool. Um, so, I, and Howard Ashman was gay. Mm-hmm. And I have to think that some of these lyrics probably come very much from his life experience as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, because he's definitely would have been much older than me and, and had an even uh, harder time, Mm -hmm. maybe coming out and existing as a gay man. And, you know, I don't know if he was um, ostracized by his family, Mm -hmm. at all, but, you know, many, many gay people are. And uh, there are plenty of people who really do have to walk away from their families to live their authentic lives. Yeah. Um, and like I said, not not as much anymore, but people still do.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: Yeah. Get, you know, unfortunately, you know, teens get kicked out of their house when their parents find out that they're gay. But, um, you know, back to, to me and my feelings about <laughs> Ariel, you know, just, and that, and the song, Part of Your World and, and The Choice oh my gosh, you know, to, to take that leap, to take that leap of faith that uh, her desire to be with this human was so great that she went to such great lengths to do it.
0: Wow. Like you're like, I, I kept trying to imagine like what you're um, how you were going to answer this question? It mm-hmm. was like so much more than what like what I thought. But I mean, that's the that's the great thing about this. Like everyone has like you know all these different mm-hmm. like ways of like connecting to things, and it's just it's good to hear just different perspectives. Like it like something like that one song could hit people in different ways. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think like with me, like um, so, do I see any of myself in Ario? I definitely think the way she becomes like a fanatic over <laughs> things like i do that because like she's a super fan oh yeah definitely so <laughs> i i i'm always like a super fan like i like i like maybe just like i'm oh yeah a, yeah, yeah she's, she's wearing sure right a <laughs> yeah, doctor, doctor who shirt right like i um so like for me, it was like the little I was like obsessed with that. Like I-, I wanted to like draw, I wanted to watch everything, read up on like our mermaids real. I, you know, goes to the library, check <laughs> things. Um, I think I eventually like started watching um The Last Unicorn because like okay. it was just like kind of grew to, like mythical creatures too. Um with ha- have you seen that? Uh, you Neil know, barrel. No, I have not seen that. Okay. So it's based on the book. I never read the book. Um, I just saw the movie. I I got it from Blockbuster. Dating myself. <laughs> uh huh.
1: Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> um, and I don't know. I I loved it as a kid. My daughter, Caitlin, she just kind of like she tore the movie apart. Just like with different things, she's like, I don't like this and this yet. But. Oh, my son does that <laughs>
1: all the time, and he'll like. I will say, oh, I. I'm so excited to see this movie. Like the Harriet Tubman movie. I was really excited to see the Harriet Tubman movie. And he started criticizing it. He's like, "Oh, the critics say this and the critic." I'm like, "Stop. Stop telling me bad things about about <laughs> movies that I want to see. I'm going to see the movie and let me decide for myself." Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, sometimes like she makes actual good points and then remembering that it, it is the 80s and just the way Oh, yeah stories go and stuff so it's like I don't know but yeah I I think that's like sometimes she will like oh you should hear her talk about Aladdin she yeah she thinks that does she she tear that apart oh yeah she's just like he's a liar he's always gonna be a liar yeah Aladdin has a lot oh my gosh Aladdin (laughs) has
1: a lot of problematic things
0: yeah because like she was like I, I was like you know what you're actually right about that like because like even in like the tv show and the other movies he kept lying about mm-hmm. things it's just like why are we doing this mm-hmm. yeah for kids movies yeah <laughs> um but yeah definitely like the the auto like just the fixation on different things and stuff so like now like you know my thing is like doctor who i named my cat gallifrey Mm -hmm. everything so it's like I definitely identify with that and I I feel like she did that as a way to which a lot of people do like when they like really get into fandoms and stuff it's kind of to like escape something like negative in their life or to like if they're focused on that they can't really think about like the bad things and um I'll kind of get to that later just about you know what I've kind of observed about her life that I'm like okay that makes sense (laughs) yeah so um do you have any favorite Ariel quote or just movie quotes? Um
1: Uh I didn't prepare for this question. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do my homework. It's okay. But I've got Google. Uh so yeah, I do like um I don't see how a world that makes such wonderful things could be bad and uh, yeah so uh, as far as Ariel quotes Mm -hmm. that's that's good
0: um I literally wrote that down
1: (laughs) so what's one of yours
0: that was what I wrote down yeah Yeah. it is it is so yeah I, I really like that quote I think I mean Sebastian had a lot of Good quotes too, because it's like I mean, half of the movie she doesn't talk anymore, so it's mm-hmm. just like that, like little part where she's like talking, but then it's just right. like, more so like expressions and. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's <laughs> funny. We picked the exact same. Yes. Hilarious. So um we'll go to our next topic. Um, we're going to kind of critique it, like be a critic in a way. Yeah. All right. Um, so my first question is, do you think Ariel was stupid when she made that deal with Ursula the sea witch?
1: Right. So I've, I definitely thought about this question and, uh, and, you know, having watched the little mermaid so many times, you know, since I originally saw it in Mm -hmm. the theater, um, you know, I've looked at that scene and thought about that choice and, something that I keep coming back to and more so now that I'm a parent, um, even though her dad got really, really upset and, and destroyed everything and, mm-hmm. you know, made comments about, about how terrible and awful humans were. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, uh, just, just critiquing that, um, perhaps she could have tried a little harder to get her family to understand how she felt Mm -hmm. rather than just going to such extremes so quickly. Mm -hmm. You know, it was a very, uh, it was a very, very quick and uh, drastic decision that she made rather than, you know, maybe taking a few days and letting her dad calm down and be mm-hmm. less angry and then maybe she could reason with him a little bit you know because as it turns out her dad had the magic to give her legs all along not that mm-hmm. we knew that right but maybe but maybe, but maybe she knew that
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know and maybe so that that's just a but then but then the movie wouldn't be what it is
0: right right because <laughs> <like, laughs> I, I think like the I think it was a bad deal because it was like okay she's giving her her voice in order to get legs but it's like she gets three days and then she belongs to Ursula. and it's like why does that have to be it's like i'm giving you something you're giving me something why is this this extra thing like if i fail mm-hmm. it belong to me i was just like i got, Growing up, i was just like that's ridiculous. Like, what? yeah, it was
1: it was yeah. really extreme and very <laughs> very unfair mm-hmm. for a le- for a legal contract.
0: <laughs> exactly, but I think someone was like, well, she was underage, so it shouldn't have been legal in the first place. <laughs> well, but maybe things are different under the sea. That's a, that's a that's one I hadn't thought about. <laughs> but you know what? I um, if you ever watched a... Pr- the prequel Ariel's beginnings, it really kind of like ties into why she is the way she is. And maybe why she didn't really think like, maybe I can convince my dad. Like okay, King Triton has a history of being a hothead and not rational. So like in Ariel's beginning, um, we see Ariel's really young with her sisters. They actually used to play on the surface a lot and um the father had given ariel's mother this like music box and everyone's just relaxing and laughing and then suddenly like this pirate ship or something comes in and i I guess they got scared and they were trying to run away and the wife was trying to go back to get the music box and she got killed by the ship oh so he never really properly mourned that so hess response was like oh well there won't be any more music in the kingdom anymore and i'm like what (laughs) (laughs) that's really extreme like to and um like we go like years later eras like a preteen or whatever we have like this nanny who ends up being the bad guy and um sebastian has like this underground club <laughs> Where they like go and listen to music. So he's like the king's advisor. But then he goes off and just has this underground club thing. And Ariel stumbles, up, stumbles upon it, and then of course King Triton finds out, destroys everything, puts Sebastian and Flounder and everybody who was there in jail, and he kind of like confines the daughters to the castle and stuff. And different things happen, but eventually things work out in the end. He allows music to be there, but. Like, hmm. I looked at that from, um, I kind of mentioned to this to you earlier about like the ABCX model. Right. So um, for those of you who aren't familiar with that, um, it's like a family theory about family crisis and how they cope with that. Mm-hmm. So um, let me see four minutes. So, you know, with um, the mother dying, that was like the stressor event. Mm -hmm. um you know he's uh, and then like the b so the a is like the stressor the b part of it is like the resources i mean he's the king of the ocean i I don't know i don't know maybe they i would imagine they would have therapists (laughs) (laughs) like they have everything else but right i don't think they obviously didn't and I, i think him being in that position of being over everyone Mm-hmm. who's gonna tell him no so he just kind of like right i'm gonna do this extreme thing and i'm not gonna properly deal with my hurt and in turn my kids aren't properly dealing with the hurt of losing their mom because their mom loved music mm-hmm. and they weren't like so it's, they can't really remember their mom so um so the crisis is like him or this the c would be like how they perceive it so the girls like you know they um just saw this as like i can't more my mom I can't Mm -hmm. listen to music I don't really have a good relationship with my dad I think he's a little nuts um and then the crisis with the destroying of the club and just doing all these like ridiculous things not really listening to reason Mm -hmm. Um, I mean and they like I said they eventually get over it but like even if you watched like there was a tv series <laughs> a little more TV series like their dad had like more like irrational moments where it's just like why are you talking like that like why are you yelling at everyone like I know you're the king but it's just like I'm your <laughs> daughter like right you know right. that's like very stressful so I mean when we get into the next movie those things kind of happen again it's like that pile up And then it just, everything just kind of happens over again. So I can definitely see why she wouldn't think she could come to him.
1: Right. That he wasn't going to be, he Mm -hmm. wasn't going to be very rational or, uh, or very forgiving very quickly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Just like he, just so much power. Mm -hmm. Like you just, I think you always have to have. No matter what position you're in in life, you just have to have someone with you to kind of bring you down. So I like, okay, I know you're all these great things, but you're thinking mm-hmm. crazy right now. But I think I'm really yeah. right to do that because he had like that big titan and he could just blow you up, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it also makes me wonder, like um, when you first meet Ursula, she talks about we had these feasts when I lived in the palace and I'm like right like like what happened you're like no one's ever even so
1: listened. is that not in the prequel no. not in Ariel's so it's it's like older no. o- older older history maybe when when she M- lived in the palace
0: maybe I don't know and then also like um Ursula's sister I can't think of her name she was in the sequel she was trying to avenge her sister's death but okay. they still didn't really get into that because it's just like was was the king in the wrong in some way that like mm-hmm. that relationship didn't work out and she wanted revenge like is this just like an ugly cycle of back and forth like right. I, I, I want to know now <laughs> see I, I think too much about these things <laughs> well that's
1: why you're doing the podcast so you can explore all of these ideas
0: exactly because I, I think I mean, people say so many bad things about like technology and internet and stuff, but I feel like one of the good things is it's like, there's all these little niche Mm -hmm. things and then you'll find there's other people out there who's like, you know what? I've thought about that too. Or, oh, I didn't see it that way. And it's always not just the people who are like, oh, I'm cool. And we don't talk about these things. That's lame. This is kid stuff. We talk about, you know, whatever is supposed to be popular right now you know (laughs) like that's not who I am that's just not who I am (laughs) so um we'll go to our our next question um do you think Aria was anti-feminist for leaving her world for a man and I asked that because I don't know if you've heard the argument about saying that oh she's like you know Sandy in Greece like she kind of like changed everything and like well, I, I want to hear your opinion first. Go ahead. Yeah. Well,
1: you. Yes, you can definitely you can definitely look at it that way, mm-hmm. and and uh, um, you know that I, I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily um, mm-hmm. want want somebody to to give up everything for like a woman to give up everything for a man Mm -hmm. from a feminist point of view but from a uh, you know from a love a true love point of view Mm -hmm. um, like I said before I can definitely relate to that but then you know on the other hand how well did she really know Eric? I mean, <laughs> she didn't really, let's, let's be serious this. And, and I love the fact that in, um, in frozen mm-hmm. that they, that they address the, they address that sort of, you know, love at first sight mm-hmm. sort of thing. It's like, Oh yeah, well let's get married. But, but you don't, you don't actually know who this person is. Mm-hmm. You know, So that was a, that was a really big risk for her (laughs) to 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 give everything up for this man that that she um loved Mm -hmm. but you know realistically i wouldn't want anybody to make such a big leap without being really sure Mm -hmm. and and really knowing the person that you're giving everything up for Mm -hmm. so i i think of it in that way
0: okay so, yeah, I, I definitely like see it from your perspective, but like the whole like Greece comparison, it was like mm-hmm. Ariel didn't change her personality. She was right. who she was. Like Sandra D, she like changed everything. Mm-hmm. And I I think it's just ridiculous. I remember when I was in high school, like I wasn't cool at all. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like, you know, quiet, whatever. Um, and for the most part guys mostly ignored me but like right after prom senior year guys started talking to me and they were like oh what school are you going to oh well maybe I'll see you around And it was like they were like starting to get flirty because I think that whole wall of like um the cool kids and like you need to be seen with this crowd and stuff was Mm -hmm. starting to come down they realized real life is starting to happen so for them for them to be doing that like senior year and they've already done the prom thing and stuff. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, I'm gonna be a real pink lady and I'm gonna smoke and I'm gonna talk differently and stuff, and I'll be accepted. And I'm like, you guys are graduating, like who cares? Like, <laughs> what? I I love that comparison. That's really funny. <laughs> so that's why I'm like, no, she's not Sandra D. And then like also, like, it's like even before she met Prince Eric, she was obsessed with the human world. Like mm-hmm. she, right. so, like even if like let's say she got on, she that scene where like she comes to him after she's her dad turns her into a human, yeah. could like date for a bit or whatever, she like, all ah, right that's not gonna work out. But you know, I kind of still want to be a, a human, so I'm just gonna, yeah, check things out. Like I, I think she really legit loved to be there. It's kind of like me, like I, I love the the UK. I'm jealous that you got to live there. <laughs> Like, yeah.
1: (laughs) So, okay. So here, here's a good, here's a good spot to, for another, um, um, point about people making, uh, drastic decisions for love. Mm -hmm. Um, the whole reason I moved to the UK was because my partner, my female partner was British. Mm-hmm. And um, she, for a while, she was an undocumented immigrant and then she got a visa, but the visa was tied to a particular job and she didn't uh-huh. actually like the job. Uh-huh. Um, and then um, when Tony Blair got elected prime minister, he uh, allowed the, um, Immigration same-sex couples to immigrate, so I am I emigrated to the UK with my British partner, Mm -hmm. and and this and we moved in 2000. And so as soon as we moved, I could live and work equally. You know, I had healthcare. Mm -hmm. I you know I didn't have to have a visa. I had a partner. I had a partner Mm -hmm. visa. Um, So I I gave up my country Mm -hmm. to go live with the person that I loved. Yeah. You know, and I, and I gave up a really, really good career in New York to go live in London. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize until I got there that I would not be able to make the same kind of living that I made in New York. The pay, Mm -hmm. the pay rates for working in entertainment were nowhere near what they are in New York. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, so I gave up, I, I gave up all that for love. And then, and then Mm -hmm. in 2010, um, I moved back here to get married to my longtime best friend um, Mm -hmm. and gave up the UK with, Mm -hmm. you know, free healthcare and good public transportation and easy access to the whole of Europe. I mean, I used to go like to mainland Europe weekend trips all the time yeah and I miss that so much I mean just like you know going to Stockholm Mm -hmm. for a three-day weekend or you know yeah
0: I've only been to the UK once and I just it was only for a short period of time like only a couple of days and I really loved their desserts like or (laughs) just like the clotted cream oh my gosh Um, I yes I I was um I was talking to a friend of ours who um, she was like talking about how we can't do clotted cream because of just like how we do things with like, pasteurizing things yeah. and stuff and I'm just like Arr! like like I want clotted cream like I, I try to like make it myself but it's nowhere near as great mm-hmm. as it is out there no and you can't order it, it just
1: yeah I'll have to I'll have to uh make sure you know about this place in um in Chicago that ha- that sells a lot of British stuff. And I don't know if they have clotted cream, but they might. It, okay. I mean,
0: if, if anybody does, they'll have it. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna have yep. to because I'm I'm in Chicago pretty often. We'll, like, we'll circle back to that. We will. We will. I mean, like I, I watched British great British baking show and I'm just like, oh, why didn't I try that when I was there? Like I had to try that. <laughs> But, I mean, yeah, that that is a good point about, you know, late leaving where um, you have all these opportunities for love and starting anew there. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, I I definitely think, I mean, they're, like, you know, the argument about her changing everything. It's, like, she's literally a mermaid. Like, she, he can't come down to her. Like, he, like, Mm -hmm. it's not really possible. So, I don't know. Although now
1: that you've said that, what if her dad could have made Eric a merman? That's true. What if?
0: That's true. Hmm. I don't know. Because again like in the sequel, the daughter, her daughter Melody is half human, half mermaid. Okay. And she like has the capability to talk to fish and other sea creatures like her mom mm-hmm. um and they were able to turn her into a, a mermaid at one point and so i don't know if it's like some type of rule like okay well humans they can't do it i don't know maybe, maybe not we'll, we'll see M- mermaid lore right <laughs> i don't know it's, it's, it's crazy but I, I like it better than the whole seafoam thing i just yeah that just seems so cruel
1: i don't know i I like I like uh, sitting by the ocean and watching and watching the sea foam. So mm-hmm. I actually think that's kind of a delightful thing.
0: Yeah, but this is like humans; like they get an afterlife, and you just get to be sea foam. Like, this is, <laughs> that well, just I mean, when you put it right with me,
1: all right, all right. When you put it that way, <laughs> when you put it that way, I can't really argue. <laughs> yeah. But I still enjoy watching seafoam when I'm sitting by the ocean.
0: Yeah. I think I've only actually seen the ocean once when I was in California. So I didn't really Mm -hmm. notice that. But I will say, like, you know, because I grew up in the Chicago area. So I would go to different, like, lakes and stuff. But Mm -hmm. as a kid, I'm like, the ocean. I'm like, that is not the ocean. (laughs) That is not the (laughs) ocean. actually like going to the ocean like it's it's rough out there it makes sense how people are able to like surf and stuff because like those waves like hit me and my girls and they're just like whoa this is different I need to be Mm -hmm. safe
1: yep yep well that's another thing I miss about the UK is um I lived in London and it was just like an hour hour and a half to get to the seaside Hmm. from London So that was, that was really cool. I miss, I miss going, I miss going to the seaside for the weekend.
0: And, and
1: the, um, the beaches in, in England are pebble beaches. So if you're sitting on the beach, on a pebble beach, um, the waves make this really beautiful sound when it comes up into the rocks and then, Mm -hmm. and then recedes. It's just, I mean, I can't, I can't make that noise with my mouth, but yeah. <laughs> you know, this, this sort of this sort of bubbling sound as the waves recede. Huh. Beautiful. So beautiful. I so if beautiful. They have
0: something like that. And cause like I have like this uh, relaxation app that they have like different like sounds. I'm like, what if they have like they're like an English seaside like one. Like they'll have like I'll have to look for that because yeah, I don't know what that sounds like but i mean the little mermaid i guess her would have been i guess in denmark because like yeah
1: yeah yeah so like oh so i've been to copenhagen and i've seen the statue of the little mermaid in copenhagen really yeah yeah they've got they've got a little mermaid sitting on a rock and she's like out from the shore a little bit so mm-hmm. um yeah, it's, it's adorable.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. I, no, a cool story. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and also in Denmark, there is a Hans Christian Andersen museum and you can go through and they've got these little tableaus of the Hans Christian Andersen, uh, stories. Mm-hmm. And then you, and then you, as, because it's a museum, then you can learn a little bit about, about his life as well.
0: Oh, wow. Oh, wow, that sounds really cool. Like,
1: yeah. So you got to go, <sighs> you got to go to Copenhagen now.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I put that on your list.
0: Yeah. Definitely. Like, I, I know I was like thinking about going to Iceland because like that seems like, um, like my husband was like, it seems like all the cool kids are going to Iceland right now. But I'm like, <laughs> okay, let's go to Denmark. Let's see what that's like. Mm-hmm. I wonder, like, I, I mean, well, I feel like a lot of the European countries, like they speak English, but I feel guilty, like, Going somewhere and not knowing
1: the, the the language? Oh, people in people in Northern Europe know English. You don't mm-hmm. have to you don't have to worry about speaking English. They all they all okay. learn, they all most of them learn English in school. That's okay. Like they have their native whatever their native language is, and then they learn English. Okay. Yeah, so you don't have to worry about that. But you gotta go in the summer when Tivoli is open. That's their really big amusement park. So, you know, number one, you have to wait for the pandemic to be over. Right. And then at <laughs> and amusement, and amusement parks to be open. Mm-hmm. And so make sure you go to Copenhagen when um when Tivoli is open. It's it's one of the oldest amusement parks in. It Europe. sounds
0: so exciting. Yeah. Like, yeah, I I, I definitely wanna talk I me. Mean, I still have my passport, I'm just Waiting for this pandemic to be over. I know. Over.
1: I know. I I feel all those feels.
0: mm mm-hmm. Do they have good food out there? Um,
1: in Copenhagen, um, I don't. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember the food in Copenhagen. Okay. Because um, I've been there twice, mm-hmm. and the first time. Uh, I went for my fortieth birthday, and part of it was like to see the little mermaid statue. I mean, seriously, it's like Copenhagen yeah, this I is, have the, home. This is the this is the home of the little mermaid. So yeah, I went there for my fortieth birthday. and my son was a year and a half old or two. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think how old he was. I think he was about a year and a half. Yeah. He was about a year and a half old. So he was walking, but like on a leash, you know, so I didn't (laughs) like a a baby, like a baby leash. Yeah. So my memories of, you know, being in Copenhagen and eating, it's like, we didn't do any like fine dining. It was just, Mm -hmm. you know, grab food quickly because you've got a baby. So just sort of, sort of quick and simple things. And then it was just tons and tons and tons of sightseeing, Um, you know, a boat, a boat trip to be able to see the little mermaid and um, um, art museums. I love going to art museums. Okay.
0: So So we just just did a ton of that. So do the locals do like, do they embrace like the little mermaid culture? Cause I know like I've heard that people um, in Austria, they hate the tourists that come, for the sound of music tours. Like they're like, Oh, oh they, prob- Ceeson, the they, right? they
1: probably do, but I've, <laughs> but I've done that. I have done that as well. I've been to Salzburg yeah. and I've done the sound of music tour. And if you love the sound of music, you should definitely go to Austria and do the sound of music.
0: tour. Okay. It's
1: really, really fun. Yeah. And you get to see all of the sites and they give you the history and they give you sort of behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And when you're, and when you're on the bus, they play clips from the sound of music and you can mm-hmm. sing and you can sing on the bus so of course this is yeah. why this is why the locals
0: hate it. like yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I yeah I would I would love to do that and I honestly like I was thinking about doing an episode talking about Maria mm-hmm. so if I do do one <laughs> I'll have to have you back on cool to talk about that like I know like I think my sister although well, she's a, a big um, Sound of Music fan and she like mm-hmm. went there and I saw like some of the pictures but I have heard like they're like they don't they don't like tourists which is why as much as I would like I wish that someone would come up with like a Hamilton tour in New York I feel like mm-hmm. the locals would shut that down like nope nope not here don't do it here because it's like it's so many different like sites and they, oh. like, like if they like did it like um you know like kind of like um like our uh, religious ceremonies like during like Easter they do like the stages stages of the cross, and they like go to different places and then they sing oh, songs okay. what if they did that oh. with hamilton so it's the like songs yeah <gasps> that would so, be like, amazing they start like talking about the history actual history mm. and then like someone just like british general house got tubes on the water and you're like mm-hmm. you're like on the house yeah. and like like and right. everyone starts singing i'm like and then there's sheet <laughs> music i'm like i have so many ideas i'm just like this should happen. But I feel like the locals would shut it down. Like New Yorkers. I'm like, like, no, I don't want these weird people in my way when I'm trying to get to work. No. I don't know. (laughs) New York has, New York has a ton
1: of different walking tours. Like if you ever, have you ever been to New York as a tourist? Once. Okay. They have, they have tons of walking tours, like every kind of walking tour that you can imagine. And they do have themed, Tours like uh, Friends, you know, the Mm -hmm. sitcom Friends, you can do a Friends tour. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure that a Hamilton tour should be in the works. And when I went to New York to celebrate my 50th birthday, Uh my family and I made a point to go to several uh, Hamilton locations Mm -hmm. on that trip. And we went to, like, we went to New Jersey to check out. Uh, yeah. where the where the dual site would be. And, and see, I know, wanna like, see, I wonder
0: what that seemed be appropriate to like sing um the well w- there weren't any
1: <laughs> songs. They weren't really well, well
0: yeah, like not the Ten Commands, but like the world was wide enough. So they're like number one and like you're mm, just like mm, right. <laughs> Well, I don't know if that would be appropriate. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe well the
1: dual site is actually it's not like super accessible the way okay. the way um, We is built up now mm-hmm. it there's there's an overlook and then there's a plaque that says that this was a popular dueling grounds including mm-hmm. the site where alexander hamilton was killed mm-hmm. or was shot i guess okay. maybe he didn't die until he got back to new york right
0: yeah oh my goodness See, yeah, I, and, I knew we're the, gonna find a way to turn this into hamilton. Right. <laughs> another course. another fandom that i'm like obsessed mm-hmm. with <laughs>
1: Yeah. And I still owe you a prize pack for, for winning the Hamilton. uh, Oh, I forgot
0: about that. I forgot about that.
1: Oh, I've just been too busy to, (laughs) to follow through with
0: things like that. So we've actually gotten through all of our questions. Like, I mean, did you have any like closing remarks or did you want to like plug
1: anything? Plug anything? Well, uh, no, I mean, when do you think this is going to air? Um, definitely before the election. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I will, I will say that, um, I've, I've done a very brave thing this year and I'm running for a uh, political office. I'm running for state representative against a 21 year Republican incumbent. Mm-hmm. And I've never run for office before. Mm-hmm. So, you know, trying something completely new. Um, and, you know, in this last year of, of uh, running the campaign um, and learning about everything that state representatives do and being prepared to do the job has been an amazing experience. Yeah. Um, and I want to encourage everybody to vote and to mm-hmm. vote responsibly, to do your homework, to look look at the records of the people who are currently in office and look at what the things what things people stand for who are running against incumbents so that Mm -hmm. you can make you know everybody should make an informed decision when they vote
0: definitely Definitely. that's my
1: encouragement and make a plan make a plan to vote and vote early if you can
0: yeah I'm actually gonna I think they're gonna have early voting extended so I won't have to like miss any work even though like like on the day that of the election at my job they're gonna uh, make it so you can <clears throat> go out to vote mm-hmm. I'd rather just oh, excuse me <clears throat> I would just get it over with like early so. yeah yeah just go early mm-hmm.
1: yeah you can already vote you can already vote at the weekend and mm-hmm. uh, locally here at Eastland Mall okay yeah I they I might try to do that
0: yeah um so I think that is it. Thank you so much for being on here. Like I, mm-hmm. I learned a little bit more about you and it's just like, like your stories, this is like, they're so cool. And it's just like, it's like partly I'm like, yes. And I'm like, oh, why not me? And I'm just like, well, it could be you. It could be you. She's well, no could... ideas. like you ideas. <laughs> yes.
1: yes. Goals, new goals. Goals, yeah. Right. Travel, travel goals, uh, mm-hmm. you know, creating, creating the, you could be the creator of the Hamilton tour, you know, do the research, find the, find the locations and then mm-hmm. start scripting it and then like copyright it and then sell it to somebody.
0: I don't know. Lynn has his hand on everything. <laughs> I, I, I feel like, like, I mean, if somehow he listened to this, he's like, that's a good idea. I'm going to do that. <laughs> Which I, I'm, not gonna, I'm not even going to be mad. Like, that's going to take a lot of work. It's like, I'm a little bit musically inclined, but I'm not on his level at all. And just, logistic wise and I'm not from New York so I'm like someone out there should do it and I will go I will be a pilgrim and go out there and I'll be Mm -hmm. an annoying tourist um I really like that like you mentioned about um the Little Mermaid statue so like Little Mermaid Mm -hmm. fans listening it's like once this pandemic is over you got somewhere to go and pay homage to Kristen Anderson and Little Mermaid and Gotta check out that documentary on Disney Plus. I'm yes. not getting paid to say that, but it's just a really great documentary. Um, I, th- I think another thing I obsess over, which is kind of weird and morbid, like people who like died. I feel like before their time, but before they oh, died, yeah. they got yeah, to yeah. do a lot of cool stuff, right? Like they I did, mean, they did some big stuff, but yeah. then they were,
1: but then they were cut down before they could do,
0: yeah, yeah, even
1: more big stuff,
0: yeah. Because uh, I, I think. I mean, recently with, like, like, chat with Bozeman, like, that, like, oh. hurt so bad. Like, I yeah, that's heartbreaking. pride. Mm-hmm. And I think it was just, like, not only is it, like, oh, he could have the what-ifs, but it's just, like, I think it's what he meant to people and then especially mm-hmm. the Black community. Yeah, Like, it's just, like, it's rough. Like, I think I'm finally at the point where I can see his picture without crying. But mm-hmm. I will, like, and I thought I was, like, more spiritually mature where I would be, like, I look up the guy like, really, dude? Like, you couldn't have I'm like, that's not how I was supposed to think. Like I'm supposed to be more mature mm. than that. But it's it's crazy. It's crazy. But um yeah, that's another thing that I was yeah. But I think it makes you think about the time that you have and trying to yeah. make the most of it. Just right. I mean, I right. to move we'll it back to the little mermaid, like right. So be so be
1: like be like Ariel mm-hmm. and go all in. Yeah. She went all in. Right. She, took a, she took a really big risk, um, you know, wouldn't recommend signing, right. wouldn't recommend <laughs> signing a document with an octopus sea witch, but mm-hmm. I do encourage people to, uh, to stretch and, and to dream mm-hmm. and, and to, you know, reach, reach for those dreams and, and take a leap of faith.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, that's kind of like what I'm doing right now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if someone were to look at who I was like 23 years ago, they wouldn't think I would be doing this. I was incredibly shy and quiet and scared of my own shadow. Um, but just as I kept living, I just got more encouraged by the people that I like to watch. And it mm-hmm. just made me who I am today. So I'm yeah hoping to be more like Ariel without the Great. bad, without the bad yes. legal stuff, but yeah. Right.
1: With, without, <laughs> without the sea witch contract. Yeah.
0: <laughs> looking out, looking at, oh, actually another thing I forgot to mention, yes. just talking about, um, I feel like because of that trauma, I think while we could look at Ursula and be like, oh, she's not right. I think people have gone through trauma. Cause I, I can identify with this Mm-hmm. My own trauma is like not always seeing people for who they are right away. Like, oh yes, because like her dad was like he loved her, but he was like always yelling and screaming and stuff. And then this mm-hmm. person who's like sneaky and has this bad thing, but she's like very nice and just oh I do all these nice things to people, and it's just mm-hmm. like like oh okay. I'm Yes. I mean, she wasn't like jumping at it. She thought about it, but I do think people who have dealt with trauma, especially at a young age, it kind of changes how you think and you have to work a little bit harder. Right. Right. I'm glad I'm like, I thought about before we ended this, but yeah, yeah, good. (laughs) Well, thank you again. Um, I got to get that information about that British yes yeah,
1: i'll look it up and i'll send it to you right away
0: okay well you have a good evening good luck with your campaign i'm rooting Thank you. for you um and good night and um yeah. everyone join me again um i'm hoping to put out my shows uh once a month because i work full-time i i don't know maybe one day i could do it like more often but until mm-hmm. then i still gotta work at ninety five so once a month um and Please tune in. And um, also, I'm on social media at um, Quirky Pop. That's the name. And you can find us on Twitter, set up the Instagram today, and um, Facebook. So look me up. All right. Well, you guys have a nice evening. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. And thank you so so much much again, Carla. I'm I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. I had a good time. Okay. Good night. All right. Good night. Bye.
1: She's a little bitch,
0: she's